All right, welcome to another new episode of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is Dave. What up, what up, what up? Nice. No, I don't <laughs> like it. I don't like that either. Roll it back. Nope. <laughs> what up, what up, what up? That's going to be on your t-shirt. I was, was going to jump over you like Alex used to do at the beginning of all of them. Oh, what did he say? Oh, here, we'll start it again. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Two, Two Player. Player Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh, that's back. <laughs> Flip the page. Whoa. No, we don't oh, you it. can say it, but I can't say we it. Don't. I say it works. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here doing another Doom related episode. This time we're finally doing the episode on Doom Eternal. Sorry, Dave. Maybe Darksiders Genesis next week. I'm putting that joke behind me, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm moving on. <laughs> Uh, so we had the chance to play through all of the single player and some of the multiplayer. We, we gave that a chance and we're going to talk a little bit about that, a little bit about, um, the thoughts going into the making of this game as opposed to the other ones. And Dave, so you've been asking me all week, you've been saying, ask me what I think about Doom Eternal. <laughs> so now I can finally, Hey Dave, what do you think about Doom Eternal? Why don't you start Mike? Um, before we get into it though, we should say like all of our episodes, this is very much a a post-game discussion. We're probably going to touch on some spoilers. We'll still warn you guys before we actually hit any bombshells. Not there are, that there are many in this game. Yeah, more than the last game, I'd say probably. Sure, sure. There's yeah. definitely more story. Um, but yeah, so just fair warning. We're here to talk about Doom Eternal with you guys, assuming you've already played it as well. <laughs> um, Mike, what did you think of Doom Eternal? When I started it, I really didn't like it at all. I thought the first level was garbage and my opinion changed greatly but the beginning of the game i thought this game is garbage i didn't like what they did with it i didn't like the graphics i thought everything was just like this rushed version of the last doom and i really didn't like it as it went on i still have mixed feelings that we can get into about detail versus actual graphic quality versus frames per second and the fact this does have more story to it and the way the gameplay plays in the later game is way better than the last doom but at the start the game is garbage this is interesting interesting one thing we are going to talk about throughout this podcast is there's definitely going to be a lot of comparisons to doom 2016 one thing that i think is going to be a big part of this episode at least from my perspective is how doom 2016 can be such a meh mediocre game at least to me and with such small changes that I don't even really recognize, Doom Eternal is nearly a perfect first-person shooter. I have no idea <laughs> what happened, and we're going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> but I am very surprised by your confliction on this game. It's tough because as I went on, I, I saw the original game so much in it that I started to like it again. And, and like I, like you said, it is that I won't hold against it. It is a near perfect first person shooter in terms of the gameplay elements. And I, I will not say that this game is far superior in this, like you said, small changes they made make this game so much better and more fun to play and so much more dynamic than the first doom, even though it's all ideas they basically introduced in that last doom. 
Yeah, for sure. What do you mean when you say rushed? Because at, at the end of the last podcast, one of the things you said you wanted was a faster game than Doom 2016. I don't know if it is a faster game than Doom 2016. The very first level, the way it plays, feels like this game was rushed out to get out the door. Not that it doesn't feel like fast or slow. I just felt like it felt like rushed product because I didn't have that reaction to this first Doom that I, that the Doom Eternal that I did with the first Doom, where it was first Doom, like you woke up from the crypt, you immediately shot a zombie, you immediately knew what the game was like, and you were like, holy shit, all right. And I guess you still kind of get that with this game, but I felt like it was lacking in a lot of elements. And I don't know what it was about that first level, but it really left me with a really bad taste in my mouth. And what's weird is it starts off with a lot of the things I said the beginning of The Last Doom didn't have. Mm -hmm. It gave you more monsters right from the start. It gave you the shotgun right from the start. It gave you more weapons. It really didn't hold your hand that much, which is what I complained about the beginning of Doom 2016. And then for some reason at the end of that first level, I was like, this blows. (laughs) I don't know what it is and I feel like part of that has to do with the atmosphere while the detail is awesome in this game the atmosphere is completely lacking it looks very much like a video game and I think that's really part of it because you know me I I'm I'm the guy who'll stop and look at the sky in a video game which is what that's I use that example because that's what you usually mock me with is like I really like graphics and detail and the atmosphere of a game and in Doom, you had all that haze and the smoke and the gas, and it blended the lines between depth really well. Well, this game is very clear, defined lines and no atmosphere, no gas, no haze, no fog, nothing like that. And I know it's because they want to keep that frame rate up, and it does stay up. I don't really remember any time where the game really lagged, where the last game lagged quite a bit in some parts. I mean, this game, I have some issues with this game, but technically, this game is perfect. At least from my experience, I didn't notice any hitches. Everything was just buttery, smooth, and really just perfect in that sense. Yeah, even with um, 100 demons on the screen. I That is one thing that I, of all the things that I liked less about this game than Doom 2016, there are very, very, very few. The atmosphere is actually one of the few things in this game where I was a little underwhelmed. We talked on the last podcast. The one thing that I really loved about Doom 2016 was I I hate the Doom Slayer character. We were clear, yeah. I was clear about that. But the world that he was in felt so alive. And the whole facility, the UAC facility in the last game was just. I was so curious about every little corner and every little noise I heard. I was curious about what it was. And you really felt like you were in that world. I don't know exactly what's missing from these environments but i did not get that sense really at all I, it did feel more like these were video game levels rather than feeling like i was in a complex or a building you know um, i'm not really sure maybe you're hitting it with the defined lines and gases and nonsense that i don't really <laughs> comprehend i think that's part of it it's also part of it you're going onto earth and the buildings and the way the uh, levels are laid out when you're in a facility, you can feel like, all right, that's a hallway, that's that. But when you're open world, but you're still linear, it all of a sudden doesn't feel lived in and it doesn't feel real. And I think that's part of the problem. That is, that's definitely true. Most of the levels in this game are cityscapes. And there are some really cool set pieces in those cityscapes. Oh, yeah. But it all felt more uncharted, less dead space, I guess, is the only thing I could think to compare the two to. Yeah, they were really taking the piss out of, I think, the horrorness of it in terms of it. The the other one was supposed to be popcorn horror, but I feel like this is just supposed to be kind of 
silly horror, which I know that you tried to use Evil Dead 2 as a direction for this game, but I really didn't get that as much anymore. Like at this point, it was so over the top silly. It was more Army of Darkness than Evil Dead 2. I didn't catch, other than the fact that they're monsters, any real horror vibe at all from this. Right, yeah. In Doom 2016, I didn't really ever get scared or anything, but you can see that they were going for that like atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. Not so much in this one. Even when you visit hell, it just didn't seem uh, maybe tough anymore. Tough as in like the difficulty of the encounters? Oh, no, not the what, difficulty. What you, like in, in terms it, of like the world didn't seem as like, even when I was a ardent? weaker version of Doom Guy, <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel as like scary or as, as like, oh man, these demons are really like rough and tough. Like everything felt a little more toned down, a little more Disney-ish, which is another thing they were going for is like Dis- the apocalypse with Disney because they wanted to be more fun. And I feel like, the last Doom was fun enough. The combat needed to be refined and stuff like that, which we'll get into like the good parts. But I feel like stuff like the Mancubus looks so dumb now compared to the Mancubus in the last game, the big fat guy. And it's just oh, like, I know the Mancubus. yeah, he just so clearly looks different now that it, that really took me into it. It was like they had such great character designs. and They took a lot of that away. I didn't really notice that change. I mean, I thought all the characters looked at least comparable to doom 2016 he was the one that was most changed i think obviously like the coca demon or caca demon or whatever you say it he's pretty much mm-hmm. right on with exact what he was the baron of hells now are much more lava ear but they're the same design but just him just really like he was the main one that was just like oh come on what he had a great design what was different about him did he look fatter was he a he's got more of that tusk look he's got a little less of a mean f- look and he's less fat i think he's less grotesque fat to the point where now he's like he's more buff and fat now and it's just kind of like that's more formidable mike it's more formidable but the whole point was he was supposed to look like disgusting yeah he and was, he was tough enough like eh but certain things like that that first level really kind of took me out of it and i was expecting to get the grappling with the shotgun right off the bat uh with the super shotgun that you get later on so some of the way like the jumping and stuff this game the platforming is awful but you liked the platforming in the last game right no i said it was tolerable I said and it now, was okay. And now it's awful? Now it's too it's, much. It's too much. I, did, I, do, I didn't need it in the last game. That was about a fair amount in the last game. But now so many of the levels like require jumping and there's like, there's, there's jumping parts. I was like, ugh. Especially at the later game. Is, I was going to say, is, did you have a bad experience in the final level? And is that what's <laughs> got you here? Because I didn't really notice the platforming too much. Other than like there was one level where you had, like these floating platforms that go up and down, you have to grab onto that were really annoying. Like once you grabbed onto them, they would start. Oh, I know. Going but up and down. No, I had the most problem in the the final level when you're finally on um the final the final level in, in the city. quote unquote heaven. Yeah. Oh no no I'm talking with about- the with the portals that pissed me off. But in terms of regular jumping in the platforms, I know what you're talking about. That didn't bother me so much. But just the fact that I had to do it, I was just like, this isn't Doom. See, I I had no issues with the, with the platforming. Other than the final level where you're back uh, on Earth in like the office buildings, like jumping between them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just kind of God awful. Um, I actually turned the game off and didn't pick it back up for like three or four. Oh, days. that's the level. See, I thought you were talking about the city in heaven where you got the portals and stuff. No, because no, I, I failed that a couple of times and I was like, I understand why Dave stopped. No, those, screw this. Those were kind of annoying, but they. I must have missed the jump like five or six times between city buildings. And I just was like, 
I'll come back to this. <laughs> and it, it was a real sad de-escalation of how great I felt about the game between that. And then also later in the game, they had the water in the. Oh, swimming for so, like, why does it come up in the second to last world? Do, would you consider swimming platforming? No, right. I'd put it up there with let's throw some platform elements to it. Sure. Or adventure game elements, which mm-hmm. you very few first person shooters require swimming. I don't I haven't played many other id games like I didn't play Rage 2. Does Rage 2 have swimming? Are they just not like, that I got to? I haven't played all of Rage 2, but I never got to swimming. I just feel like they must have been like sitting on these real cool swimming <laughs> physics <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got to use them. As far as Rage 2 is concerned, there's a lot of climbing up mountains and driving vehicles and blowing stuff up. But there is no swimming. It's it's a dry waste. It's Mad Max on steroids. Is Rage 2 fun? No. Were you enjoying it? No. I enjoyed the beginning of it. And then when I learned everything else was copy paste. The first couple of fortifications were really fun. And then I kind of was like, I'd rather play the Mad Max Xbox game because it handles it a little better. Fair enough. I was going to suggest adding that to our uh, list of games during our downtime. I wouldn't mind going back and beating it. Play the first world. If you really like it, I'll, I'll I'd pick it back up. Okay. The first, I like, I really liked the first one, but I never kept up with the first one. So, uh, sorry to derail us. That's all right. You talk about swimming. Yeah, swimming is. It was never part of the original Dooms, by the way. The swimming was really bad. I was very confused about what to even do the first time I went swimming. Mm-hmm. Like you had to break a piece of terrain under the water. Under the pool, yeah. And I was just running around that first area for probably five ten minutes before I realized I could even go in the water. <laughs> yep. Um. I was very aggravated by that. And then after just the water, they added like the purple toxic sludge in the yep. hazmat suits and stuff. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Well, the hazmat <laughs> suits were a few levels before the pool for the green stuff. But yeah, well, oh, you mean swimming through the hazmat? Like now yeah. you're swimming and in. Yeah. yeah. The hazmat stuff is classic doom, but I agree. Like you, you never had to swam through it before. Like you just walked across it. I wasn't a huge fan of it earlier in the game either. But once, once I had to like keep my rad suit stocked up, in the water i was just like oh <laughs> i was okay Ugh. with the rad suit at the beginning because it was very classic doom but that adds to the arcadiness of it which also might be part of what takes me out of the atmosphere but as it went on i started to really appreciate the arcadiness of it because you don't get that very often anymore what what do you but mean by know. arcadiness when it comes to everything's a poison. pickup <laughs> everything's get the rad suit suit but also now get these pickups that just respawn right away and it's just very gamey it's like they make no excuses for it it's this big floating radiation symbol. It's not like anything that would exist in the world to try to build it and mesh it into this world they've created. It's just, this is about the right time for a pickup point, right guys? <laughs> I really hated the rad suit stuff just because up until that point, and really they start throwing these roadblocks towards you at the end of the game. Like my opinion of the game actually got worse as it went on. Um, I still loved it, but with the rad suits, the whole point of the game has just been, Push forward, push forward, push rip and forward, tear. <laughs> rip and tear, just move forward. And then you get to these rad suit things where it's it's not. Run blindly at the enemy and force your way through. Now it's like. OK, what's the best route to take? OK, there's another rad suit over there, so I got to go this way. And it just really slowed the game down in a way that I was not a fan of. Uh, they added an enemy type later in the game that does the same thing and fuck him, but I'm sure we'll get to him later. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. (laughs) There's no way you don't know who I'm talking about. (laughs) It's just some of the options they chose later in the game 
just really made me mad. I don't think I hated swimming as much as you, although it's fucking pointless. If you're even going to have it, introduce it early on in the game. Yes. It's such a last minute addition. What is it like level seven? It's no, I think it's like level eight. Like, I think it's as far as eight. Okay. Which is close to the end of the game. And it's just like, why? Why? Maybe it is. Like, I'm pretty sure at that point that I had it, I had the BFG. I definitely had the BFG, but I think I also had the, um, the unlockable Imperion gun or whatever. So it must've been pretty late in the game. Hmm. It's just that. Yeah. Made me really mad. <laughs> but that's about it that I didn't like with the game for the most part. There are a couple of parts of the game that are the difficulty spikes up to a degree that in the last game, I always felt it was my fault. But in this game, fuck you game. This is your fault that I'm losing. <laughs> uh, and part of that, I think maybe you had the same experience when I'm fighting. I got knocked up against walls to the point where I couldn't move anymore. And the whole game is move or die. And enemies would have me pushed against the wall where I couldn't move. And it was like, clearly I'm going to die. And it's not my fault. I, I didn't choose to get stuck. Yeah. I was definitely body blocked maybe three or four times. It wasn't a huge issue, but there were definitely a couple occasions where I got body blocked in and then I would die and I'd waste one of my one-ups, which are a fantastic system. We'll talk about those in a few minutes and I'd spawn back in right there and I'd just be getting my ass kicked again. (laughs) And I'm like, this is not what I needed guys. (laughs) Um, so I, I definitely came across it a couple times. I never really felt like it was a huge issue for me specifically though, because the times where it happened and I didn't die, it was just a quick freeze grenade down on the ground. And now I'm the fucking boss <laughs> and I was good. Maybe that's the problem. I didn't freeze grenade enough, but dude, it f- didn't happen to me a ton of times, but when it happened to me, I was frustrated to the point where I was never frustrated about that in the last game. What do you mean you didn't freeze grenade enough? Because the freeze grenade is what makes you the most badass motherfucker in the world. <laughs> I just didn't really use it that often. I don't understand how you, this is Just later in the game. I used it all the time. This is doom 2016 all again, where you told me you didn't chainsaw anyone. Well, how were you? That, not? That's not the same this time. Obviously. How were you not freeze grenading people? Those, those snakes, the prowlers, oh, the snakes, the snakes. I was always on top of my rocket launcher. Followed up by you a, a you, chop. I guess if you lock onto them, but those I never locked on. I always use detonate, but I upgraded my rocket launcher to mastery level pretty much right away. I don't know, man. I think you have to freeze those snakes. Oh, those <laughs> snakes were the first time they appeared. I was like, these snakes are really tough. What? This sucks. And then I was like, I love every time snakes appeared. I was, I was like, like, easy health, freeze easy grenade. health. <laughs> I was all about those snakes. What about the pinky guys? Did you freeze grenade them? Uh, pinky guys? No, I should have. Pinky guys were really tough. Uh, I would double jump over them and then use my super shotgun. There were uh, later on in the game when I did freeze grenade more often, I was like, I should really use this more. And I had upgraded it. Uh, I did freeze grenade the pinkies when they were there. That's when I was like, nah, freeze grenade. I would have not been able to kill a pinky if it wasn't for the freeze grenade. I just could not. I know you have to shoot them in the back. I was not able to just jump over them or sidestep them. They're really smart in this game. They are. They they turn on a dime now and they don't have as much of a recovery time when they hit the wall like they did in Doom 2016. Which is funny because in the original Doom, they weren't as easy as these zombies. But damn, they were easy in the old game. And now these ga- these pinkies are really tough. <laughs> I didn't realize it until um, I'd already beat the game and was reading the codex just to pick up a little detail for us. Mm-hmm. But apparently you can just blood punch them and they'll die in one hit. 
Yeah. I, I had no idea that they would be killed by a blood punch. That would have made my life easier too. But instead it was just freeze grenade, freeze grenade, freeze grenade. First upgrades on my suit, all freeze grenade, first runes I could unlock. It was one about your skills recharging faster if you affect an enemy with it. Mm-hmm. I just all the way freeze grenade. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I wasn't all in on that freeze grenade like you, I guess. You you needed to. I, I mean, I guess you didn't need to be, but I can't imagine playing this game without the ability just to reset and just pick back up, you know, because you you would just freeze everyone around you in place and then you could just do whatever you needed to do, whether it be inflict heavy damage or get the hell out of there. Um, I was frag grenade. Well, the first thing I did was what I did in the last game, which was collectibles appear on the map. Because I was like, I don't want to look for them. I just want them to be there. What if I told you (laughs) you could do freeze grenade, switch to frag grenade, and then double frag your frozen enemies and make everyone go boom? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I know. (laughs) I have upgraded my freeze grenade all the way now. I have actually, I had a fully upgraded Doom guy, obviously, at the end. I'm sure you did, too. Yeah. Well, no, not fully upgraded. I know you said you went with secrets first. I went with secrets first. Yeah. I actually never even touched the secrets. Okay. Um. I knew that I wasn't going to have enough time. Well, I had, I known how long we would take in between episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have probably done the suit a little bit earlier for that, but I knew I wasn't gonna have time to like dig deep into every, ep- into every level and find all the secrets. So I just went for the freeze grenades and then I wasn't really sure what to do next. So I just did frag grenades next. Um, I didn't think the suit upgrades were that great in this game. I, they weren't great in the last game either, but they just, I think they affect your, maybe like how annoyed you are that it takes, because I always found weapon switching, I was never like, oh, this is taking too long. And so I always had like a mod on my weapons, save for like, no, I really never really switched them. And then maybe the bow caster at the end. Like the mods were all pretty much like I liked one and hated the other. So like I always stuck with one mod and I don't need to grapple or mantle faster. Yeah, they were all like these really minor I did things. get the I did get the barrel one. That the barrels re- or the barrels don't hurt you and that they respawn faster because in the master key levels, that was a big deal. Um, what are the master key levels? I don't think I did those. So the master key levels you are basically the the nest encounters from the first game. They appear twice in this game. One are just random encounters. You find them in secret areas. You open it up. You have to kill a certain amount of enemies within like 30 seconds. When you get the master levels, you find a key, which is usually pretty close by. Unlock a gate. And there's a gore nest there. You do that gore nest, you get transported to another world and you have to defeat those gore nests. Hmm. And those are some of the toughest, hardest encounters in the game. I'm talking, there's no time limit, but if you die, you go back and you got to start all over again. Eight tyrants, four barons, three arch vials, just this ridiculous, ridiculous amount of things that you have to kill. And each time you beat them, you get a key, which lets you unlock the Empyrean gun which is basically oh. the ultimate gun from Doom 64. Mike, they're called yeah. Slayer Gates. Slayer Gates. Why are you calling them Master Key Levels? I figured you'd know because you get the key at the end. Well, no, because there's on your terminal in the Fortress of Doom, there's mm-hmm. some sort of Master Level terminal. Oh, Master Levels are just remixes of the same level, but with different bad guys in different places. Yeah, well, those aren't Slayer Gates, sir. <laughs> Sorry, sir. <laughs> so Slayer Gates. Yeah, Slayer Gates were rough. I did the first two and then I stopped. <laughs> I, I want I want to see how well you do against like the later ones because the first two are pieces of cake compared to the the last one is actually the easiest Slayer Gate, which is weird. Hmm. The second to last one though, holy crap! Yeah, when I when I texted you <laughs> and I said something, I said something along the lines of "Wow, Slayer Gates are intense," and that was all I said. You did say that, yeah. Um, that was just the first one. 
Second one was about the same. And I just said, you know what? I gotta, I gotta move on. The first two were intense. And I was like, that was fun. That was a lot of action going on. And then as I went on the second, the last one, I was never mad at him. And that second, the last one, I was just like, should I just not do it? Should I just give up? <laughs> but I, I did it. I really liked those, at least the two that I did. I liked the secret encounters as well. I thought they were like... The like mini Gornets. Yeah, the secret encounters were fun. I always liked those. Yeah, I liked them because they were almost like... I'm not going to say they were Sudoku puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> but they were just like these little combat puzzles that were really entertaining. One thing I, I really didn't love about Doom 2016 was the combat was just kind of mindless. There was really no thought to what you were doing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it on the last episode. It was just a lot of running around till you ran out of ammo and then chainsawing running around till you run out of ammo (laughs) chainsawing. Well, you had chainsawed a lot in that game. I never really chainsawed. And I always like in the last game, we talked about how you just thought it was mindless. I always enjoyed that. There was definitely a weapon that was better for each character in this game. There is absolutely Yes. Even more so a weapon that's better than for each character. Not just a weapon, but like a weapon or an ability. Um, every enemy has very clear weak points. That's something it, it's crazy. Just how much I complained about in the last podcast <laughs> that has been remedied in this. Every time you encounter a new enemy, it goes, this is the new enemy. This is where you should shoot them. This is what they're weak. Against. This is their strength. <laughs> and the game isn't about, figuring out how to beat them it's about executing it's really just about being the kick-ass slayer that you should be (laughs) and so with these combat puzzles for the secret encounters that you would go into Mm -hmm. so you'd go into them you know this but i'll just tell the tell the listeners tell everyone Um, tell the world so you go into these gates and like four or five super enemies will or will spawn in and you have a strict time limit and they spawn in in a certain order and you just need to use the resources you have to kill them in that time limit, whether it be 30 seconds or a minute. And it it was just real fun because you'd have to do each of them, like at least me, I would have to do each of them like probably four or five times. And it was just, okay, this guy spawns in after this guy, then this guy spawns in and just like getting the sequence down and figuring out, well, if I use this ability on him, it'll then my next ability will be ready for this or I should probably just BFG that guy. <laughs> oh, I never BFG to my secret encounters. <laughs> well, that was the one thing that stunk about the secret encounters is they didn't replenish your ammo after they were done. Well, they so always you, gave you one or two zombies though. Oh, after they were, if you've completed it, yeah, they wouldn't replenish. No, even if, because even when I failed, like I remember there was one I failed and the nearest zombie was like up three sets of stairs in a skyscraper. So <laughs> it was literally failed the encounter, <laughs> spent a minute and a half running to a zombie, killing him. I never had an encounter where they didn't spawn at least one zombie or a gargoyle. Um, The one I'm talking about was level five or six. Probably you're in a skyscraper and the secret encounter is way off to the side, like on a little ledge. And it's like a big open area, a skyscraper with no like center to the building. So it's all just like edge platforms. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, But there there wasn't one in the area. You had you had to go up a couple of sets of stairs to get it, get to the next combat area where there just happened to be a couple of them. The only one I never beat was in the level with the pool. Actually, there was one where Mancubus and the stupid, uh, I think his name is the Goliath, the guy in the escape, the hoverboard appeared and it was so hard. And I like had no ammo. He's the doom hunter and he's a doom hunter. Yeah. (laughs) So I was just like, I I'm not doing the secret encounter. There's no way I'm doing this in 30 seconds. I'm out. And I just gave it three shots and I was just done. So what level does the doom hunter pop up as like a 
the boss character for the first time. Is that six? Boss? I feel like, no, he's early on. He's in the... Uh, Five? He's in the Arctic. I feel like he's three, four. He's four. The second, the second half of the Arctic level. Okay, well then I should admit to you, Mike. Mm-hmm. I was playing on Hurt Me Plenty until the first time I fought him. Oh no, Dave, you didn't. Listen, listen. I killed him. I said, if this motherfucker becomes a regular enemy, I'm turning the difficulty down. And then like two levels after that, he did. So I turned it down to... I'm too young to die. I'm, I was going to say, don't call me daddy. And like, that, that, <laughs> that can't be it. <laughs> That's a different game you played. <laughs> uh, well, doesn't Duke Nukem have weird names like that? Maybe too? I, I, I didn't really, I've never really been. A Duke I, don't, I don't know guy. exactly what it is. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I did end up turning it down after I beat the game. I've actually played through the game one and a half times. Now <laughs> I went back to most of the levels that I beat on. I forget uh, already. What do you say? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm too, too young, young to die. die. I beat most of the levels that I beat on. I'm too young to die again on hurt me plenty with the exception of the boss encounters, which I had no interest in doing on, on oh, hurt you, me plenty. So you never beat the icon. Oh, we'll get to that. I guess we'll, we'll get to him. But <laughs> the boss encounters in this game are, are ridiculous. On, the, on the side of the game, <laughs> which is, which they don't pop up till later on in the game, which is why as the game went on, I liked it a little less and a little less. I will say the Doom Hunters, I had the same problem with the first, the first Doom Hunter I killed him and I was like, oh, thank God he's dead. And then and when then they popped he up two, back. and, I was just and like, then he came back. Two at once? <laughs> you fight three in that fight, don't you? Is it three? I don't remember, but I just remember being really mad and have to do it a bunch of times. But then after that, I felt like he was a lot weaker when he came back as just a regular enemy. Plasma rifle him until he went down to no shield. And then I would just rock at his skateboard and then I would kill him last because at that point he doesn't really, he's not really a threat. He just floats around. Yeah. But the, yeah, the boss encounters as a whole. Oh, the con maker. Oh, <laughs> she was like, I thought the icon pissed me off, but I never died as much as I did at the con maker. She is so hard as a boss and so not fun. It was the worst time I had playing that game. Yeah, I did not enjoy fighting her either, and I wasn't even on the same difficulty as you. <laughs> it is so it made me so mad every time I fought her, and even when I finally beat her, I was almost dead, and I was, I was gearing up to punch her that last time from my uh, super shock, and I was just like, if the little guys on the ground shoot me once, <laughs> I'm dead, and thankfully they did not. Yeah, what I didn't like about that fight was the game spent so much time turning you into. The Super Slayer, mm -hmm. the Doom Slayer. By the way, we're not saying Doom Marine in this episode because it just makes me giggle every time you say it because you <laughs> skip an M and we're not. No, no, <laughs> we're not doing it. <laughs> um, but the game spends so much time turning you into this like refined killer. Yep. And you do it while the game definitely has ways to tell you you should kill this guy this way, this guy this way. With the bosses, it gets so specific where it's like, you have to do this, then you have to do this, then you have to do this. And it took away a lot of the freedom that I felt like I had. Mm -hmm. um, oh, absolutely. I, I really didn't enjoy any of the boss fights because of that same reason. Like, it was way too specific of what I had to do. And I get it is just, like I was saying earlier, the game is all about execution. And they were it was just them saying, well, execute three times. <laughs> Because it's a boss fight, it's supposed to be a special encounter. Mm -hmm. But I just felt like they kind of like hamstrung me 
a lot of in a lot of ways in those fights. And even at least a Doom Hunter, you're running around like a regular level and you're shooting the guy and you don't have to oh, use the plasma rifle. But the con maker is definitely like, yeah, I'm not talking about the Doom you Hunter. You have to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. She was a jerk. <laughs> I don't even know who else was there. The Doom Hunter. Obviously, the con maker, the icon of sin. You know, the last one, Mike, because I'm going to complain about him for a while. More than the icon? Yeah, the icon of sin was fine. I didn't uh, mind who's, him. who's before the I was calling him the gladiator, but I guess his name is the marauder. Oh, OK. So you hate the marauder, too. The, yeah, the oh, marauder is who I was talking about at the beginning. Oh, OK, the, the marauder can. I, the I'm sorry. The cover your children's ears. The marauder can suck my nuts, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Me and that guy are not cool. <laughs> the marauder is the most frustrating of all the characters that pop up in the game. The fact that they make him a regular character breaks up your game so much and is just unenjoyable. Dude, this is I'm the same things I was complaining about with the the con maker fight, mm -hmm. where they force you to do things a specific way. It, at least with the con maker fight, they're forcing you to do things in a specific way while still staying true to the idea that you need to move. You need to constantly be doing stuff and you, you have to execute and don't fuck mm -hmm. up in that way. Yeah. And that works really well for as annoying as it is. Like I get what they were going for with the Marauder. Literally the strategy to fight this guy Stand still is to stop <laughs> doing anything. It's like, what is he's not hard. He's obnoxious. And I, he is the worst part of this game. The swing is annoying. The boss fights are. But oh my God, this Marauder guy, <laughs> he just. And then he starts throwing that wolf at you. And the, the wolf. Ugh. The wolf wasn't hard to kill. It was just. Now you've, got, now you've got to move where you're not supposed <laughs> well, to move. If you want to beat the Marauder. The, <laughs> the, the whole point of the wolf was to say. Do something. <laughs> just while you're waiting, just do something while you wait for him. <laughs> He's annoying. I, I didn't have too much of an issue with him the first time I fought him as an actual boss. Obviously, there's no other. But when there's enemies around you, now all of a sudden you have to not move for him, but move around for all the other bad guys they kill you. And even then, that's annoying. And it did cause me to die a couple times. There's a level at the very final level where you're finally back on Earth. There's this big open skyscraper level where... I kept dying because they throw a million people at you. And so you kill somebody. I had to get ammo. I started that checkpoint with no ammo. I have to chainsaw somebody. Okay. I didn't want to have to use my BFG. Like I tried to use that as little as possible because I still think it's kind of cheap, but I did. And after that, he still pops up and then they throw more enemies at you. And it became impossible to both focus on him and kill the enemies to the point where it was not fun anymore. And I until then, I never had the feeling that this game wasn't fun until that final Marauder fight where <laughs> I was just like, this is bullshit. Yeah, I mean, my strategy with him every time was just ignore him because if you just until he was the last guy, yeah, you, you just ignore him until there's nothing left. And then you stand still for a while with your shotgun out. <laughs> the problem was, I don't think they weren't going to stop spawning the rest of the bad guys in that. So I was like, I, I had to keep doing it. I never fought a fight that involved a marauder that didn't end with me versus marauder so they definitely would have stopped spawning at some point well they never spawned I, like they stopped spawning always my last priority pinkies and painted elementals they stopped spawning those after a little while but they kept spawning not just zombies but they started kept spawning oh yeah you'll always get a zombie or two but these i don't were, even count them they're they, fodder they, they stopped 
spawning zombies. This was all, at least on Hurt Me Plenty, all flamethrower zombies as the lowest, uh, all gargoyles, and all uh, shotgun zombies. So everyone could really hurt you. And they were there, I think, to give you, obviously, the chance to get ammo and health. But there were at least, every time, they spawned eight or ten of them. And it was just too many. And it just really, really made me mad. I mean, if it wasn't a boss level, I'd beat it on Hurt Me Plenty as well. And I don't, I didn't have any trouble. It was right before the icon. It was the icon's fight? Or is is the icon his own level? Or is he the finale to... uh... I think he's the finale to... Okay, so maybe I didn't play that level again. That was the only part in that level other than the icon that killed me and it's just so many times that it really started to really piss me off <laughs> but yes my i originally when i didn't know you were talking about a boss character i thought you were going to talk about the arch vile who is such he's not super hard no, but he's such he's a fine. pain in the ass compared to the original arch vile which would resurrect dead bad guys in the original doom he would come out in doom 2 and he would resurrect dead already dead bad guys and he wasn't so much a boss he could be killed with it did take more than usual, but he would be killed pretty normally. This arch file is much bigger, much meaner, and basically beams down new enemies for you to kill, which I always kind of like. It was tough for me to get through that. Well, he always had to be your number one priority, right? Because you literally couldn't do anything until you killed him because they were all super buffed when they came yeah, in. That, yeah, that's the one thing I didn't like about him is the first time that they introduced him, every, all the enemies started glowing red because they were buffed, and I was looking for a buff totem. Yep. And I had no idea in every other, every other character introduction, they always give you that, that guide that we're talking about where they're like, yeah. this is how you kill this guy. This is what he does and blah, 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 blah. With, with him, for some reason, you never got that. So I had no idea that he was the one buffing all of the enemies. Mm-hmm. Once I figured that out, it was no problem, but I was just running around trying to chainsaw people, but you can't even chainsaw them when they're buffed up. And that was really messing with my flow <laughs> oh yeah but, i i didn't kill a single when the arch file was on i didn't kill a single guy it was all just unless they got in my face it was just where's the vial so you you said that you uh tried not to use the bfg but the arch vial was my main bfg distribution yeah. <laughs> like that's that's where i would break it out because it was just get him out of the way so i can move on i uh, maybe once or twice but no i didn't really use it too much on the arch file himself is, but well, I also upgraded my it, bow all the way. You have to kill him immediately because he has like the shield and stuff. Mm-hmm. But one thing I liked about him, what I want to say I liked about him, I didn't think they overused him. He no, didn't they did pop not. up too often. Like, right. He was just there to piss you off every once in a while and it had like a fun little twist to the encounter. But it wasn't like every other fight had one. You know, you probably only fought him five times throughout the game. I'll, I'll tell you this, Dave. Every time I got into, I checked the auto map and you would see where the encounters are coming up. I would I would fear this is going to have an Archviler or Marauder. Like, that was my fear. Like, <laughs> this is going to be the one. Oh, God, this area looks like it's shaped well for a Marauder. <laughs> the last, when the last encounter didn't have an Archvile, I was so happy. I was like, one more encounter. They're going to throw eight Archviles at me. This is going to be the worst ever. And there were no Marauders in the final encounter and no Archviles. And I was so happy. <laughs> Ugh. Leave the Archvile alone. He should not be compared to the Marauder. No. The Marauder. That is true. The Archvile encourages you to focus on him, like laser focus on him. <laughs> um, but it's not like the Marauder where he literally tells you you're not allowed to play the game the way you've been trained to play the game this entire time. Stand still, but not too close, but not too far. Stand just right. And not not to 
stay as negative as I were being right now. <laughs> but you get the the sword later in the game, mm-hmm. and the sword is pretty badass. Oh, so it's awesome, yeah. But you only get three uh, pips in it, or whatever you want to call the charges. Yep. And you can't use it on the characters that you want to use it on. Um, like characters like the Marauder are too I, powerful. I, I, I really sword. don't like that the special bosses can't. They should be treated as regular characters. Yeah, I. I don't get, even the icon can be hurt by the BFG. So why can't they? But if, if I can't use the sword on those characters, give me either more charges with the sword or just don't give me a sword because I feel like I needed to reserve those. You have three charges and there are very, very few uh, recharges on the map other than the the icon is in boss. Fight, Did they give you that? Which yep. there were tons. You never feel. Safe to use it because you, you never know. Well, what if something worse is coming? Yep. And it it's it's my biggest problem with consumables in games in general is I'm always afraid to use them because I I never know <laughs> when to use them the, right. If it's the ideal time to use it, am I using this at the wrong time? That's why I don't use the BFG that often. Although the last level does give you a bunch. I was always I'm always really afraid to use the BFG. I I felt like in most encounters after you got the BFG, not most, but maybe like every other encounter, it seemed there would be that that green orb for the BFG somewhere. Whatever like, there was, it was pretty much it was used. Around. It was pretty much them saying, you should use it. You're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't. I mean, I was definitely conservative with my BFG as well, but mm-hmm. not like the sword, like the sword. The sword, I, I agree. Think, I didn't use the sword until the icon fights either. I don't think I used it until the icon fight just because the few times I tried to use it, I was burned by it not working because they also never warned me as far as I know that it wouldn't work on Marauders and the uh, Doom Hunters. They don't. In the loading screen, they do say in one of their tips, they say special super weapons won't work on uh, super demons or whatever. I'm like, oh, well, that includes the sword, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, yeah, I used the sword when they give you the sword and they're basically like, I assume you want to use the sword. I, and that's about it. I thought it was fun during the Icon of Sin fight with the sword because there were so many recharges for it that I was just murdering every, like everyone got murdered. Yeah. It broke up the game and really made you feel powerful. Yeah. I enjoyed that. So let's talk about what we like then. Well, wait, wait, wait. let's just stay here for one more second. Okay. What do you got? It's not me. It's you. Okay. You wanted to complain about the icon of sin. I don't think you've complained about him yet. Let's just get it out of the way and we can move on <laughs> because I, did I want to complain about him? He is, a, he is a son of a bitch. You sounded like you did not like him. I actually didn't. I liked that fight. So I thought I didn't like that fight. Like, I thought these but I didn't not like that fight. The second wave where you're fighting him no, no, was you know very fun. I'm sorry. I'm still I'm still going here, Mike. OK, what you got? I like that fight. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the second fight the, when he's got his armor off, sword. I love that sword. <laughs> when he's got his armor off, it had me against the ropes, but in a way that I was excited playing and re- having a fucking fantastic. I only died once in the second part. It was pretty much right away because I was like still getting my bearings after that. Like, it took me a while to beat him, but I was always alive throughout the whole thing. Always against the ropes. It was great. The armor fight, though, I just felt like it was pure luck sometimes. That I got, when I got, when I finally got through it, I felt like it was kind of luck. And the first couple times I was like, I was obviously doing it wrong. Use your BFG, break up that armor, go back, murder a couple little guys in the bottom, sure. But I still felt a little bit like it was kind of luck that I did get punched enough, or he spawned enemies randomly. So it's like he spawned the correct enemies for me at that point that I won. And it wasn't all that fun. And it reminded me of the end of Doom 2, which I know you're not a big Doom guy, but in the original Doom, the icon was 
just an icon. He was built into a wall and he had this gelatinous uh, pentagram on his forehead. And you had to keep shooting that repeatedly with your BFG and rockets and plasma. And it would take like an hour's worth of work to get him dead. And they would spawn tyrants and all this. And back then tyrants were the other guy. It took a good 45 minutes to kill that guy. If I remember, like it was a ridiculous amount of time of just spamming. Are you sure you weren't things. six years old and bad at video games? Oh no, I was six years old and bad at video games. <laughs> because but it, it did take that doesn't sound like good game design. <laughs> it did take a ridiculously long time of riding a platform up and shooting him in that one spot. And back then, you couldn't aim up or down, mm-hmm. so it's just the exact time you had to get it exact each time while he spawned bosses. And it was just pure luck that you'd win. And that kind of reminded me of that. That being said, it was a really cool fight and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> but his second one where you've got the sword and you're chopping people up and they give you the BFG rounds. And I feel like the level design in that is much more of an arena. I loved that. I That was one of my favorite parts of the game because I felt so nervous that I would lose, but so powerful that I wasn't losing, that I always had that adrenaline rush while still feeling like I was the person hell should fear. Like I was doom guy. Like I thought that was cool. Just in case I missed you, you're talking about the second half of the second part. half when he's okay. got no armor. Yeah. That was one of my favorite parts of the game for yeah, sure. It was definitely like super intense. I, I like that part too. Yeah. But that's because the combat's so great. Oh, it's so good. So we <laughs> talked in the last episode, we talked about Doom, where you read that it had rock, paper, scissor combat. And I was like, well, this one kind of does. And I want to know how you feel about how the, the adjustments they've made, which seem slight, but are huge. Huge. But also, I'm not sure. <laughs> no. um, I I kept hearing this term, rock, paper, scissors, combat. And it didn't make sense to me the way that they spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason it didn't make sense is because it's not rock, paper, scissors, combat. Because not really. Rock, paper, scissors is supposed to be this one thing beats this one thing, but then this one thing beats this one. You know how rock, paper, scissors work. I'm not going to break it down for you. It's <laughs> what if a- the listeners don't know? <laughs> but that's not what it is. It's just, you have a specific move that replenishes a specific stat for you, mm-hmm. whether it be your armor, your health, or your ammo. Or your blood punch. Or your blood punch. The But that really is the same as your health, so. <laughs> the blood punch was one thing that confused me. You had actually asked me as well, Right when you started. They're really unclear about how to get the blood punch and when you had it. Yeah, I, I wish that there was like a bigger thing on my HUD or just something that made it more clear. Eventually, I figured out it's it's right next to your dash. Yeah. yeah, but I was still always kind of confused about whether or not it was charged or not. But no, I absolutely loved running into an encounter. You have a flamethrower we haven't talked about mm-hmm. using the flamethrower lighting everybody up <laughs> and then just shotgunning them all down and any enemy you kill with the flamethrower gives you the armor or when you upgrade your shotgun to have the flame oh, chain we'll get there we'll get oh, there. i love the flame chain <laughs> we will uh, uh, um so yeah the, you get for killing enemies that are set on fire you get tons of armor so you just kill people that way real quick chainsaw through people to replenish your ammo if you need to which um, reflect it's not like the first game you have infinite chainsaw as yes. long as you let it recharge the infinite chainsaw is great so long as you let it recharge i was a little disappointed because in the last game the chainsaw was like a jet i get out of jail free card for you yep um because you could just chainsaw anything anything really. mm-hmm. in this game you can chainsaw anything as well but i think it costs all three pips to uh 
to get through a bigger demon. Yeah, in the old the first game there was one pit people, two pit people, and three pit people. Were in this one, yeah, in this one it's just one or three. So why even give me the two? I feel that's like, what I was confused about. I felt like in the last game, anytime I tried to chainsaw someone, if I had chainsaw fuel, they got chainsawed. You needed to have more than one pip. There was still yeah, more than one okay. pip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this game, I felt like I was revving in front of people, getting the in- insufficient fuel thing thrown at me more than a couple times. Sure. Yep. So I didn't feel like I had it in my back pocket in the same way that I had it in the last game, just to to get over that one hump in the way that I would use it in the last game. Sure. Yep. But it was literally just I was happy to see zombies or the gargoyles or whatever they are mm-hmm. because or the marine guys because it was just like a, oh thank god you're here because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you are full of ammo and health for me <laughs> and uh yeah it just felt it just felt so good to be able to quickly replenish yourself in that way i yeah i love the fact that it's really interesting uh, it's it's how you what what did you want and that's how you're going to kill that zombie do you want to glory kill him and and did like shoot him twice with the auto rifle and then when he flashes get that health do you want to chain something to get that ammo or do you want to flame belch some guys to get some armor first? It was so refreshing to be able to have that choice in how you killed the enemy to get pickups. And you never felt like you were short on anything and you had to use every tool at your disposal. Unlike the first game where, like I told you, I never chainsawed. So mm-hmm. it was a similar issue with the BFG. When's the right time to chainsaw? Should I chainsaw now? Do I have to chainsaw later? And this is like, you're gonna chainsaw yeah why wouldn't you you're chainsaw? gonna use your flame your flamethrower you're going to throw down grenades ice grenades toward the end yeah me <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna use all that you you have to and you have to you have to change it up you have to shake it up even if you're dealing with guys that aren't super powerful at some point and the plasma rifle in the last game i really never used the plasma rifle but now you've got those shield enemies where it's like if you use that plasma rifle to your advantage you're gonna blow them right up and anybody next to them so Bust out that plasma rifle. Um, which uh, mod did you use on the plasma rifle? I used the wave thing. I used it more often than the last one, but eh. see, in the last one, I was a big fan of the the shock wave. Did you use the microwave blast this time? It was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used it a bit. It was it was pretty cool. I never unlocked it. I unlocked it. I have it unlocked now because when I started up the game, I was back in the fortress and I just unlocked it because I had a token. But eh. yeah, I just wanted to mess around with it, and I was like, this is kind of fun. <laughs> I, I dug it quite a bit. Yeah, the combat like. I don't want to like overstate how good it is. And I don't want to be like, oh yeah. Like I've heard, (laughs) I've heard people comparing it to like chess. And I think that that's an overstatement, but at the same time, I don't want to understate how well it's done and how I really was. It's at least checkers. I was (laughs) every encounter if I was ever backed into a corner or if I ever died, it was just like, okay, what happened in this encounter? What can I do? And you just get to this, into this flow state where it's just, you're constantly keeping an eye on your health, your armor, uh, your ammo and everything. And you're just like, I don't know how to explain it. You just hit like that flow state. Like it's, it's like going for a long run where you just kind of like, you zone out and you're just moving and you're just executing the whole way. And I just feel so fucking good. That's, that's basically that's, that hits the nail on the head. That's exactly how in the eye kind of sin fight, you're not dying because you can't, because now you've, you've gotten into that flow of 
And the zombie get there. Go across, go across, get that chainsaw thing. All right, chainsaw <laughs> this big guy. Oh, come back around, shoot the icon of sin. You're never going to beat me, icon. I've got it down now to a science. And you're just going through. And when you complete those parts where you've died so many times and you come back to it with a greater understanding on how that works, anyone who's watching you play the game is basically watching someone play like the trailer version of watching somebody play because you look so good. You look like the Doom Slayer. You look like the guy. Yeah. Um, one of, I listened to another podcast. I forget which one. I Shame it, on you. I think it might've been, I don't remember who it was. One of the people referred to it as reaching a point where you're Keanu Reeves and you can see the matrix. <laughs> and it's just like such a perfect, a perfect simile for it. You know? Yep. Like you literally reach this point where just everything you see, you know, okay, this thing is going to do this for me. This is going to do this for me. And you really feel like you can just like bend the environment to your will. And you just, I I've never played a power fantasy game that made me feel super powerful, like as good as this game makes you feel as you know, you're running through it coming in. I wasn't, I was excited to play it, you know, even though I didn't like the last yeah, one. Yeah, you said that's what you said in the last game. You didn't know why you were excited. I don't know. I didn't know why I was excited. I had listened to another podcast. The director of this game, uh, Hugo Martin, was on Joe Rogan. I like him. He's he's kind of fun. I I listened to his the listen to the podcast before the game came out. I really didn't like him. Like I thought he was kind of obnoxious and he was just like, yeah, it's bloody and violent. And I was like, whatever, man, get out of here. Um and I don't know why my expectations for this game just like were just like steadfast positive. Like no matter how much I disliked <laughs> Hugo or how much I disliked Doom 2016, I, I just had this feeling that this game was going to be something that was really, really cool based on the way that the people that had played it in previews and stuff had been talking about it. And they were not wrong. Like this game is. That's a chef's kiss for those listening. <laughs> It's it's really, really great. The complaints I had where I was like, I didn't know, but like once you get into the combat, you see why they maybe downgraded the graphics. The story is is more plentiful as well, which I know was your issue with the first game. You really get a sense of who the Doom guy is, but at the same time, still leaving him as a mysterious Doom guy. They get into it, but not super into it. I appreciated them trying to go deeper into the story. Mm -hmm. But as I was playing, I was kind of more into the doom 2016 story where it really wasn't necessary. And doom 2016 just didn't give it to you. I appreciated them trying to give me a story in this game, but I didn't need it. And it was just a little too much for me at times. And it, they definitely really expanded the universe in a way that was a little like codex heavy. I think later yeah, like on. It, it was this is a really lore deep game if you if you dive into it. I mean I I didn't read this in the codex, but I watched a quick Doom lore video uh earlier mm -hmm. just to see what I missed. I thought that you were gonna be my lore guy. I thought I'd come down here and you'd I, be I got answers. You're gonna be talking about the King Novak and everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched this thing. I now know the Doom guy's blood type. I don't I don't know why I know the Doom guy's blood type. They say it in um <laughs> In this game, when you're on Earth, the the scientist lady, she's got she's got his blood type, she's got all that stuff, and she just what's talks, his blood type? Isn't it AB positive or something? You're like that? Right. Yeah. Why the hell do you know that? <laughs> just why do I know it. that now? Well, I know why I know that, but I don't like that you knew that without <laughs> seeking. Because <laughs> uh, I really dig the codex, even though like I like it was I like hers. I like because hers was 
the scientist is all scientific about the doomsday. Like he's just a guy. He's not going to help us. Wow. He's really good at what he does. Oh, he's really good at all oh, hell the dooms. <laughs> like she's just like all in at that point. I really liked the first one. I thought like her dive into like deep the, this <laughs> doomslayer cultist <laughs> um was a little quick. <laughs> I didn't like the UAC holograms. I thought they were a little too on the nose. They were a little too like too it's funny, right? <laughs> Whereas in the last one it was a little more like funny, like, hey, just sacrifice yourself. That that was like, oh, that's clever. I had no idea that the demons were the mortally challenged. Oh, really? Yeah. I assumed that the people were mortally challenged. Well, because they can die. In the last game, they talked about mortally challenged people as well. I just assumed they were talking about people. But then I, in one of the codexes or one of the. Uh, Scientist things or something. One yeah. of the holographic people talking mentioned that the demons were mortally challenged. And I was like. No, they're not. Mortality is not an issue for them unless, you know, they run into the doomslayer. <laughs> I need to talk about like mortality is. Is an issue like that they can't they're not mortal, so that's they're challenged in that I, way because they can't die. I don't know. It's it's nonsense and we don't need to talk about it anymore, but I was just surprised by that. <laughs> Did you like Samuel Hayden coming back? Because I was a little disappointed. Didn't care. Like I didn't really care about the story in this game. When they all. went to go get Samuel Hayden, I expected a bigger like meeting between the two of them or to him to have this big, deeper meaning. And in, in some ways, I still like that he still wasn't the bad guy. But I was expecting more of a moment between Samuel Hayden and the Doom guy. But you get this destroyed Samuel Hayden at the start who's just like, all right, I'll die, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to hit you with some more Doom lore. What you got for me that I didn't get? <sighs> Honestly, listeners... You could just turn the podcast off because this is going to be some bullshit. <laughs> One thing I read was like, a, a, I don't know if it's a fan theory or if it's given in the lore that Samuel Hayden might actually be Samir. I guess the person that created the Doomslayer in that Vega might actually be like the all father or father who they talk about a little bit. Oh, because he has that line toward the end where he's like, am I the father? <laughs> like he didn't know. I didn't even catch that. Um, in the game when you plug vega into the heaven terminal and you like basically let go of vega he starts to glitch out and he tells samuel hayden dr hayden i know everything a am i the father and then he lets oh, doomslayer runs away that's probably a crappy fan theory though it's probably just them thinking too literally about what was said there i think he was just glitching out and read the, all of the computer databases because samuel hayden is clearly supposed to be human he's a robot well, he's got a human brain in there. I, I think that's a stretch. What I also like is where is Doomslayer from? And they still keep it open that he could still be that same dude from all the other Dooms. He is, though. They they established that was factual, didn't they? I don't think they do. He's found with like the original Doomslayer helmet. That is true. Yeah, the original the outfit. Yeah. To me, that was confirmation. That was like confirming that that is the canon story of this guy is that he is the same doom that guy. he's gone through the universe but, like twice. <laughs> but dude, I, I got pretty deep into this lore stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the demons in hell are from an alternate dimension in hell. Mm -hmm. So there's actually multiple hells and multiple earths and multiple everything. So they say that maybe the doom slayer is from an alternate dimension or possibly a time traveler because they mentioned that he travels through dimensions and time in the game apparently that's what i kind of got was that maybe he was when you find him in that crypt the world has already kind of reset so now he's in a similar timeline in a new in the new reset of the universe 
Like I've been through all of existence, basically. That's what I got. But the alternate universe theory still works. But still, it places him in this displaced time of I'm that same dude from 1993, still just killing demons. Honestly, <laughs> I couldn't care less about any of this. I don't even know why I watched the video. <laughs> On a surface level, the way we should be talking about the story in the game, not diving into the lore, which I know I'm just as guilty of here. <laughs> I like that they tried to add a story, but they also tried to keep Doom Guy front and center the way they did in the last game, where you start the game, you've got your shotgun, you go, oh, we have to kill these three hell witches or hell priests or whatever they mm-hmm. called them. And within the first 30 seconds, one of them's dead, you know, and it's <laughs> on to the next two. So they really did like try to keep you as that badass character that you were in the first game. Yeah. I, I still don't like the Doom Slayer character, but I think I liked him better without Samuel Hayden in his ear, where literally he wasn't an antagonist. We talked about that. Yeah. But, but you were definitely a contrarian to him, you know, whatever he wanted, you really had no interest in. In this game, you just have Vega talking to you for most of the game. And you guys seem like you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. You know, you never get the sense that Doom guy's like rebelling against the person talking to him. Yeah. Which I really didn't like in the last game. Well, Vega but- just had an objective destroy hell, whereas Samuel Hayden had like destroy hell. But yeah, the only thing I didn't like about the beginning of the game and maybe one of the things that really turned me off is. At the land of the first game, Samuel Hayden sends you somewhere, probably back to hell. You don't really know. Now you've got this big floating fortress space station. Vega's back, who you killed. He sacrificed himself in the first game. How did you have Vega back? And how did you get this castle? Two very simple explanations. Like, there was a backup of Vega somewhere. You went, you didn't get sent to hell. You got sent to heaven. You just hijacked this thing. Just a quick 30 second clip. (laughs) Just give me something. I'm sorry you didn't get that. Like, uh, to, just to give me, me some closure it, on how this begin, game begins. It didn't matter to me. You know, it, the story is something I wanted from the first Doom. I never really felt like I got it. But after getting a bit of it, I realized, you want to go back to the first well, I, just, I just realized I didn't need it. And it it was probably something I'm going to retract my complaints about the Doom 2016 story just because <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> the one thing I really like about this kid that the first game didn't have is other human beings. I really oh, like how other people react to Doom guy in this game. I really like how afraid they are when he visits Phobos and everyone's just kind of like backing away and he takes the guy's key card. Yeah, it was, it was interesting where he takes the guy's gun. Um, yeah. <laughs> was, uh, if he comes up to me, I'm going to be like, you're dead, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was interesting to see, but I really didn't care for it. We talked earlier about the atmosphere of the game and how I really don't think this game had much of one. Mm-mm. Those interactions were so like, just kind of awkward <laughs> and they felt video gamey. Yeah. They, and felt, yep. they really made the feel, the world feel less real than, than the last game. I, I don't think those things contributed to making the world feel fleshed out or real. It was just awkward. I just didn't really dig it. Not a great complaint, <laughs> but it's, it's what I got. Did you like the fortress? The fortress was, was cool. I don't, I didn't need it, but yeah, I, it was cool. I liked having a hub world because I I always enjoy that in games. But in this game, I felt like it broke up the game in a way it didn't need because I'm a collector. I like to see what I collected. So now I would stop in between levels and I would look at the collectibles and I'd look to see, oh, where's this music note being now? Or what what do I choose for my Sentinel uh, pieces? And it was just a bunch of 
distractions from the game that I didn't need. And I knew I didn't need, but I still was looking at him. <laughs> I did like his uh, his office. <laughs> I like his office as a bunny cage and a portrait of him with a rabbit because that's classic Doom, too. I, see, I, don't know. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> he's got a bunny rabbit that they kill and he's all about revenge for that. <laughs> I just like that he has like three magazines and like an empty pizza box. Like it's like <laughs> bullets and guns magazine, scientific magazine. And uh, what's the third one? Do you remember? Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember all the comic books he has about demons and stuff. It's The third one is like something about demons or something. But uh, it was just funny to see the 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 magazines on his desk. I was hoping that like that armor in his office would have like turned into something. But yeah, I was wondering did. why we didn't play as a sentinel or a mech because they show that broken one in the fortress yeah i was expecting to fight the titan with that but we did not but what are you gonna do (laughs) we also have to talk about the sound still i mean i know there's not the sound is still awesome yeah i don't know if my game was glitching but did they do some serious remixing to the sound in like the last couple levels i almost felt like the music wasn't kicking in during fights you know it's we got that like heavy metal hits up yeah but i felt like in the last like two levels it was staying pretty mellow. It never really hit like a. No, for sure. Uh, for sure. Tone. Absolutely. It, it, you didn't get back into that heavy metal once. Once the, the um, icon of sin was awakened, it was like, this is some serious shit, doom guy. You got to take your headphones <laughs> out of your ear and you better just listen. <laughs> is that something that happens in the other doom games as well? Or is that new to the, this one? No, the old doom games are all about really dramatic, sad music at the last fight. Your okay. last fights always feel feel like a funeral. And okay, that was so that even was in the original, to, yes. True to the themes of Doom. Which were, because it's really creepy, because they always end with this really long walk with no enemies. And then it's that last fight where you're just like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I didn't mind it, but it just kind of like threw me off. I, really, I honestly thought my game might have been fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I did like the callback when you first go to... Argent Nadur or whatever, and you're you're back in the uh the Knights of the Realm area. The opening music when you're looking at that cityscape is the game ending music in all the original Doom games on the PC. So it's kind of like in hell how they made that last boss music kind of go out through the choir. They brought it back with that. And there are a couple of other moments I can't pinpoint exactly, but where they use what they call the metal choir, heavy metal choir uh, for this game, do sing moments from Doom 1 and 2 again uh, that I thought were really cool. And right there, I've edited in what I was talking about. So you guys got to hear it. <laughs> but I, I thought that was neat. Um, but yeah, the sounds are really like the way the weapons sound and the way everything works and like really like you feel everything around you. Like you said, the the worlds and the environments don't feel as creepy. There's not as much life around it, I don't think, as there was. But inside the battles, it feels like there's a lot of sound and good stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Sound effects are are fantastic in the actual fights and like the noises that they make, like the the demons kind of like burping and the way they're animated when you're glory killing them and stuff. Is uh, What's your favorite glory kill in this game? 
Um, can I pick two? Sure. So it's really, really satisfying to stick your, your wrist knife through the face of the Marauder because <laughs> I hate him so much. And he kind of like catches your fist when you go to glory kill him. And then he does the, the like retractable blade out of his fist through the Marauder's fist into his face. Yep. And that's just, I'm just so glad he's because <laughs> yeah. the first time he did it, I was like, if I can't glory kill this motherfucker. <laughs> so I was, I was really happy that it was really satisfying. The other one, it's nothing too fancy, but I really like breaking off the crab leg and sticking it into the eye of, <laughs> yeah, of the, of uh, the uh, spider, spider crab. <laughs> I'm a big fan of killing the pain elemental with the uh, sword going up through his face where the eye pops up and out yeah. and then comes back down on his face and he's grabbing his eye like, where is it? Oh God. <laughs> and then he blows up. I always like that. Yeah. No, there's a lot of really fun ones and there's a lot of them too. Um, I feel like each character might have three or four different glory kills per character. They did it in the last game too, but you really had to hit a specific point in the last game to the point where they made those, the mission objectives, like, Hit him in the lower right leg and it never worked. Yeah. And I'd duck and I would let myself get shot a bunch of times getting into position on a zombie's leg. Whereas in this game, they never made that a couple of times they made that a mission, but it was much more forgiving, I think, and a lot easier to activate different kills. What what are the different positions? Because I know there was definitely from above. I definitely did like drop down. Oh, yeah, there's glory kills. Drop down. There's lower right. If it has legs, <laughs> there's right, left. Uh, leg and then there's standing up there's right and left position okay and also front as well yeah i enjoyed glory kills um and just while we're here we're talking about a little bit the weapons in this game we didn't talk about those yet really right uh, we talked a little go over the what you want to you cover the weapons i just want to say that again in our last review or our last talk about uh 2016, 2016 i said the weapons were fine they didn't really have any weight to them. Just like the character doesn't have any weight. And I was like, I don't know why, but I'm okay with it. In this game, they do have a little bit of weight. You do get a little more recoil and they just feel so good. Like every gun just feels so, so good to use. There's not a gun in my arsenal that I wasn't like excited to pull out. I don't I, like the plasma rifle. The, the plasma rifle in this game rips it just, <laughs> it just rips dick <laughs> i love that the chainsaw with the with machine the, gun with the, the plasma rifle turret. i think if you get the master work or whatever they call the master attachments yep one of them is if you kill someone with the plasma rifle like your next clip or something to that effect does like a ton more damage so you would just tear through people it's it's wonderful I love the bow. The addition of the bow was awesome. Hell yeah. They got rid of our, our gals goes the gals rifle. Oh, yeah. Gals, uh, <laughs> Which I was fine. Cause <laughs> until you just brought it up right now, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this was just a replacement for that for sure. It was like, I love the spread. The horizontal spread thing was awesome. The chain gun again, they brought back my turret mode mm-hmm. and I got mastery on that and I was able to rip through without it ever overheating. Yep. Oh man. I didn't use it for much, but the shield on it was pretty cool too. I still want to try. I upgraded it all the way and I never really used it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the combat shotgun, which was my favorite before, is just so fucking cool now with the chain. The chain is so doomed. Super shotgun. So super I thought, shotgun. I thought you were talking about the. Oh, no, not the main shotgun. The main that's shotgun. still all right. That's fine. It's wonderful, Mike. The, that grenade launcher attachment. Oh, my God. It's so much fun to use. 
the combat shotgun with the chain. I, I mean, I was definitely using the super <laughs> shotgun more than the regular one. Yeah. But every time one of the poopy demons popped up. Or, oh, he ate it. <laughs> or the yeah, arachnids. You, you just shoot the grenade into his mouth and then you can glory kill him after that. Shooting the the turret off of the arachnid. Oh, the, the explosive round on the shotgun was so good. I used it all the time. I, I actually got the mastery on it. I used the five round thing for sure. The the heavy assault rifle or whatever they call it in this game was useful finally for once. <laughs> oh, the, the sniper on it was so good. One of the challenges for the mastery was to get 75 headshots or whatever with it. And I was just pop, 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 <laughs> just kind of like not quick scope, but pretty much quick scoping, like just a little like fodder demons. Oh, yeah, it was really easy to like if they were standing still for a second, as long as you had it on them originally, if you zoom in, you were still right on their head. Yeah, I did it. I did it the very first mission that I needed to, I was doing it and it was just so satisfying. But even when like the, uh, revenant, not revenants, what are the, uh, the jetpack guys? The revenants. Oh, it is revenant. Yeah. See, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, sniping off their, their jetpack though, sniping off the manky oh, yeah. hand cannons. It felt so satisfying. My favorite thing was to snipe off the, the cannons or the hand cannons when they were clearly fighting with other, other demons really far away. And like, I wasn't getting to them for a while, but they weren't winning that fight easy. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was, they, the, the sniper was also great for the Marauders. I mainly stuck with the super shotgun, but I killed one of them with the snipe to the head. Oh, really? It was really, really satisfying. I mean, it wasn't like a one shot, one kill thing. I was definitely fighting this guy for a little while, but it was just real nice to just, Get him Show right him what's the, up. Get him right in the face. No opportunity to glory kill. He just went right down. <laughs> but I, I will say, in terms of weapons, the chain on the super shotgun really changed up the way I played the game. And once you upgrade it to the get get the mastery, which is not hard at all. No, and you get that fire same, attachment. Same for that thing. Chain. Very first mission. It, yeah. I think it was just like kill like fifteen people while chaining to them, or thirty people to, while chaining something, to them. Something that you were gonna do anyway, because chaining feels so good. It feels so good. It recharges so fast, so you could just use it over and over and over. Did you have the slow motion rune on your I, holding L? I didn't, and I. That's the. I thought the runes were a little underwhelming in this game. There were only a couple that were decent, yeah, that you wanted. Like, so you there's nine total. Once I picked my first three, I never I unlocked the rest of them because you just unlock them as you go. Yeah. But I never switched any of them. Neither I picked, did I. Because you can see them all. So yeah, you already you know make, which ones you want. Exactly. And and none of them seem like they're that game changing. I wish they did dive a little bit deeper into that power fantasy and just just give me every one of them as I'm leveling up. Just say, oh, you leveled up your armor. Now you <laughs> can glory kill faster. Now you can glory full kill from larger uh, further away. Um, I don't get why they, they all see maybe i'm wrong i don't know anything about game balance but they seem like they're all incremental enough or or minimal enough to where you can just give me all nine and i'm not gonna like be game breaking but yeah like the slow motion the slow motion thing was really awesome when you're chaining that i think really added to the game and made you a little bit more powerful yeah i, I wish i tried that one out. glory kills from farther away and i don't even remember most of the other one because like Screw it. So I used one where I think I mentioned it earlier. If an enemy was affected by a grenade, it would recharge faster. Okay. So if you froze enemies and then killed them, you'd actually get a faster recharge on your, on your ice grenade, which you should have been using because it's fantastic. I did not use that one. <laughs> um, I used glory kill from further away. And I think I used glory kill uh, quicker. So it was a faster animation for it. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the slowing down time 
could you do that while you were chaining to someone? Yes, you could, because Dave. It was after I beat the game that I was like, oh, wait, I'm in the air. <laughs> <laughs> You're you chain to him and you go slower and you could actually shoot a couple of guys with like your super shotgun as you're headed toward one bad guy. So you could chain, let's say an imp. But if while you're going forward, you go, Oh wait, but that prowler's right there and he's going to be more of a problem. You could just turn toward the prowler, shoot the prowler with your super shotgun and get to your imp and be like, well, you're on fire. So give me a second. <laughs> let me shoot, change it something else. And then pop him off. The way I was playing the game, that just sounds like it would have been perfect for, for my arsenal. So I, I regret not using it. Yeah, so much fun. The chain really adds so much more flexibility, quicker combat. Even if you don't add the slow motion, that chain on that super shotgun is so fun. And it was what I was waiting for to use. I thought you'd get it at the start of the game because a lot of the videos I saw was him on Earth. So I figured, oh, start of the game. I'm going to get that super shotgun. I start chaining around and I didn't. And I was like, I was like, oh, come on. Let's let's start hopping around. <laughs> it was so fun. It was great. Um, yeah, rocket launcher also great. Uh, um, rocket launcher with the detonator is really fun. BFG great. The unlockable weapon sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I don't like it. It's just a machine gun version of the BFG, so your shots are less powerful. But they seem to be way less powerful. It's just it seemed like it tore people up. I watched a, a video that had it featured. Oh, it does. And it was like, but you know, you it know. Tore, tears people up a little bit better and uses the same ammo. The BFG. <laughs> oh, it uses BFG ammo. Yep. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, you have to hit the up button or something when you have the BFG equipped to switch to the other one. So oh, it's just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to keep my BFG. Okay, thanks. Yeah, that's kind of disappointing. Because I figured if you have to get that, you have to go through all six layer gates and everything. Mm -hmm. So I assume that was just like a, hey, you did it. Here's a way to kick ass for the rest of the game. That's what I was assuming as uh, well. It's it's really underwhelming. It's from Doom 64, which they put in there, which I got on the pre-order. I didn't get a chance to play historically it's my least favorite doom i also bought it on switch oh did you yeah I, I still want to go back and try doom 64 but i remember it being my least favorite doom including the the more modern doom 3 it's just not good but i know they put a lot of doom 64 into this game which i like this game so i'm interested to go back and see what it was in doom 64 that i wasn't a fan of but that gun is one of those things in a couple of dooms they do try to go like you don't want the bfg you want this new thing it's like, no, <laughs> give me the BFG. I worked for it. Let's go. <laughs> so the multiplayer mode, everybody loves. It sucks. It's not great. <laughs> it's not that great. Why do people <laughs> like it so much, Dave? I don't know. I mean, I only played maybe four or five matches. So I can't judge. I mean, I, I promised you two. I gave you twice that. <laughs> we didn't play together, so I don't know what your experience was like. Honestly, I lost a lot as the Doom Slayer. I don't even want to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, we can. But I just think it's I, I think it's a little one-sided. What's up? I think it's a little one-sided. I don't think it's as in-depth as people think. Like people think this is going to be the future. I read one article that I can't remember what it's from. It's like this might be the future of multiplayer deathmatch modes. Is this nobody wants regular deathmatch modes anymore? It's like uh, one regular character is beset by two superpowered demons, and an infinite amount of regularly spawning bad guys is not fun. And unless the demons don't know what they're doing, my doom, I was a demon a few times once I lost to the demons because I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. Every other time, I massacred the Doomslayer with my other demon partner. But when I was the Doomslayer, I got massacred. Every time. 
Well, that's what happened. <laughs> I, I, it's just, I, I just didn't think it was that fun. I thought it was fine. Like I'm, I probably sound way more negative than I need to be right now. Um, I'm just sad because we were talking about the single player game, which I really think is great. One of the perfect. best, <laughs> one of the best games there. I don't think a perfect game exists, but for a game that tried to do something and went out to be that, like this game achieved everything it wanted to. Yeah. I mean, there, it falters a little bit with the, with the swimming and the hazmat suits and the gladiator <laughs> marauder <laughs> but they just executed so oh, much the gladiator was a boss fight that's right that was the other boss fight what do you mean the guy with the shield later on not the marauder the, that's who we're talking about oh you don't like the gladiator he was the only boss fight i thought was all right wait what i don't mind the gladiator that much who do you think the marauder is who do you think i've been yelling about this whole time the marauder the guy with the glowing green eyes that throws at the dog yeah. I'm talking about the gladiator you fight as a boss fight. He's the gladiator, gladiator. Wait. Is the gladiator not the marauder? No. The marauder is a different boss. You fight at the end of a different level. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. The gladiator is the one you have to fight to get into hell or whatever. Who do you fight the marauder? in heaven? Uh, you fight the gladiator in heaven. The marauder you fight on Earth or in a space station. And he's just like, you should have joined uh, hell. I see it in a whole new way now. And he's like a douche. The wow. gladiator is this big horse guy with the uh, like Necronomicon type shield that you have to destroy. Who's like his mentor. I don't think I fought a horse guy, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell me I fought a horse. And you need to show me pictures of a horse guy. <laughs> not, not right now. I'm joking. I must have just blown through this gladiator guy then. He wasn't that hard, but he was a lot of fun. I liked, I enjoyed him quite a bit. Because I'm just, I just, just was thinking that he was the the marauder that I was fighting. Nope. I'm going to look this up as soon as I leave this apartment. <laughs> but anyway, it's really, it's a really great game. Wow. I'm just, I'm just taken aback by this gladiator nonsense. <laughs> All the things that I said that were negative at the beginning, I still feel in some way in terms of like the atmosphere. And maybe the level first level not being as strong as the first level in Doom 2016. But in every other way, this game improves on the core fundamentals of the game. From combat to mission execution to the arcadiness of it. To, it, to feeling like a throwback old school video game while being modern and unique. This game hits every mark on the way. Mm -hmm. I, I don't disagree. I mean... We haven't didn't talk about it on the podcast. We don't need to go into details. I wish all the levels were half as long. I don't get why the game can't be 26 missions instead of 13 and just cut every one of them in half. That's really long. Yeah. Because they are. <laughs> I don't need an hour and a half level. It's too much. Whatever. Move moving Agree. on. Agree. <laughs> uh, fantastic game. Multiplayer, not so much. It was I, fine, though. I think that does it for this episode of uh, Two Player Bros. So I think that does it for this episode of Two Player Bros. Next week, we're going to be tackling Resident Evil 3, which I'm very interested in your opinion of because you don't like scary games and you don't like Resident Evil. And this is a Resident Evil. I'm going to reserve all comments. You already made a poop podcast. noise. <laughs> I'm gassy. Leave me alone. <laughs> so we will be tackling the well-reviewed Resident Evil with Dave's thoughts on why it's bad. Who said it was bad? Next week. <laughs> who said that nobody yet <laughs> uh so anyway i'm mike butler 
And that's Dave. And, uh, keep on gaming. That last one was real.